enough to, on Friday to get to go to a, a rally night in North City's Garland. And it was a phenomenal service, but a, as I was thinking about the word rally, I, I, I didn't really necessarily know what the word meant. I, I've used it before for a long time now, and I didn't know the true definition of it. But until now, and I looked up the definition, and it says rally means to come together again in order to continue fighting after a defeat or a dispersion. After a defeat or a dispersion, continuing to fight. In Matthew 8 and 20, it says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So I don't know what you're fighting this morning, but it's rally time, church. And I see much more than two or three of us. So that means Jesus is here in this place today. So if you would, please stand with us and let's go before the Lord and worship and praise Him.
do some announcements. We have Youth Sunday and graduation service is tonight. Yes, give it up for our seniors. We are so excited to honor our seniors, our graduates, and have a great service here tonight. We're going to have great music. We're going to have their, uh, their speeches they're going to be giving. We're going to have slideshows, and then we're going to have a reception following the service. It is going to be a great time that I don't want you to miss. It will be tonight at 6 o'clock. We also have the Crew Fellowship. That will be May the 21st at 6 p.m., and that will be at uh, Brother Jack and Sister Tracy Hoskins' house. Oh, yeah. And the sign-up sheet will be in the foyer for that, so make sure you sign up so they know uh, that you're coming. And it's going to be $5 per person. And so give your money to Kyron Hamner. Make sure she gets that money, and make sure that you get out there if you are a part of the crew. And also we have the baby dedication service is going to be next Sunday morning, May the 22nd. And Ladies United Fellowship, May the 23rd at 6.30 p.m. It's going to be in the Family Life Center. Sign-up sheet is also in the foyer. And uh, there's a pretty good painter, I think, that is uh, teaching the painting class. She's kind of pretty, too. And so that's my wife, if y'all didn't know. It was Sister Callan. <laughs> Didn't want to think it was inappropriate there. It's my wife. Um, and then that's 10. <laughs> and that is going to be $10 um, and pay at the door. Y'all got me tickled now. <laughs> Making me giggle. Uh, and we also have Brittany Harrison and Brandon Cleveland wedding. That is coming up. Yes, that is exciting. That is going to be here at the church at 7 p.m. May the 28th, and then also our mission pledge is due May the 29th, and Vacation Bible School is coming up June 6th through the 10th. We have a sign-up sheet in the foyer. Yeah, give it up for that. We are so excited for Vacation Bible School, and we would like anybody that would like to help. There is a, um, we have a sign-up sheet in the foyer for that too, and so we would like anybody that wants to be involved in any way to help sign up volunteer. It's going to be a great thing that's going to benefit our community, our church in the future, and we are so excited for that. And we also will be having a youth Sunday school class will be today upstairs, and so we are very excited. And so we also have Brother, uh, where's he at? Brother Newberry, I believe, is giving, oh, look at that. We'll be making a presentation, so if he could come on up. Okay, let me get my senior paper out. I used to take the parish news, but I didn't read it much, so I, everybody take notes if you're saved. Okay, it says in Matthew 24 and 13, He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Brother and Sister Meyer, I'd like y'all to come up here right now. And... Uh, Brother Meyer and Sister Meyer have been here 39 years. Thank you. 
Anyway, uh, give you a little history on this last 39 years, just short. Brother Meyer was 33 when he came. You can see. He was 33. Sister Meyer was about 32. I'm pretty close on my ages, I think. I was 27. And I'm I'm 66 now, so that's a long time ago. Susie was about 25. Cody was, I don't know, four or five. How old was you, Cody? Two? Uh, and Kyron and them, they were pretty young. Kyron, Rhonda. So it's been a, I guess that's the only scripture I can come up with. He endureth to the end. I don't know how long. You know, there's been a, a, uh, there's been a lot of good saints that have left. And my mom was one of them last year. Uh, so I just, we just wanted to, I want to present you with the flyers. Things kind of heavy. I don't know if you want to stand there. If you, I don't know if anybody's got a camera. Okay, okay. If you want, it, it's it's not too heavy to hold. Just watch you get that. See, it's heavy. It's full of water. <laughs> but anyway. down, that's not my deal. Thank you so much and people like Brother Newberry and so many others who have borne the burden, carried the vision, and walked faithfully truly help make this a day for all of us to celebrate. We are honored beyond words of the kindness, the generosity of many, many years. Acts of kindness, but mainly us all banning ourselves together to follow the leader who is leading us into our everlasting joy. These are joyful moments this lady stands beside me is really the one to be congratulated. She is such a worker and she helps so many areas and this church is noted a whole lot because of her efforts within the United Pentecostal Church International. We are grateful for our children, our grandchildren, and God knows only how many great-grandchildren are on their way. So you have been really nice. <laughs> so we thank you and honor you for the honor you have given us. God bless. Let's clap our hands to the Lord.
seated. Praise God. What a wonderful, beautiful spirit of the Lord. If you came through the doors needing something this morning, I will assure you, if you make your mind up, you don't have to leave with that need. The Lord will see to it that you're set free. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and thank the Lord. Let's thank him for his presence that we feel right now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Pastor Meyer was the first minister to stand behind the pulpit. And I thank God that I was the second one that stood behind the pulpit. This is an awesome place to stand. It is full of so many responsibilities. But this morning, I want to read a prayer list to you that I want all of us to take to heart that we're gathered together here this morning for one reason, and that's to touch the hem of his garment. Praise God. We want to pray for Tom Harris, Dawson Huey, Curtis Morris, Linda Adams. I understand that she is in the hospital. Carol, Hook, Carl, Carol Hush is Pastor Meyer's aunt. Sister Lois Wing, Sister Billy Bolton, Brother Bob Bolton, Gabby Shoemake, Brother and Sister Dickey, Brother and Sister John Proctor, Brother and Sister Charles Flemings, Brother and Sister Carlton Bristow. Good to see them here this morning. And Billy Trinata, praise God. Thank the Lord. Sure, remember all of these people in a few minutes when we go to prayer. I want to give you just a little brief history of how I became part of this congregation many years ago. I received the Holy Ghost in Houston, Texas, at Life Tabernacle. Elder James Kilgore was the pastor then, he's gone on to his reward. But he baptized me in Jesus' name for the remissions of my sins. And God filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I never will forget that. That was in the early 60s. That's before some of you were even a, an idea. But I moved to Paris in 1966. The church was over on East Grove at the time. And... Uh, I joined in every service that I had an opportunity to. And one of the main services was Saturday evening prayer meeting. And I once asked Brother Bob Bolton several years ago, I said, he's probably one of the oldest members now of this church. I asked him, I said, when 
when did the prayer meeting, Saturday evening prayer meeting become part of a service in, in the church? He said, I don't know. He said, it's just always been Saturday night prayer meeting. Folks, it's that way today. Last night was a scheduled service right here in this auditorium. Saturday evening prayer meeting. If you wasn't here last night, let me assure you that you missed another blessing from heaven. God poured out of his spirit in a mighty way. I saw people shouting under the spirit. I don't know how many was healed, but I do know this. That God touched people last night in a marvelous way. Praise God. So if you're not making the Saturday evening prayer meeting at 6 o'clock, folks, you're missing a blessing in your life. I will assure you that God will repay you richly for joining in because that service has so much to do with the Sunday morning service because it sets this whole auditorium in motion of worship. Angels, no doubt, flood this place on Saturday evening while that prayer meeting is going on. But I do invite you to that prayer meeting. Praise God. Praise God. What a wonderful time it is. If you will all stand this morning. need in your body you need a healing I would like for you to raise your hand right now if you need a healing in your body don't be bashful be honest be honest with yourself and with God now if you will those that held your hand up come down front ever healed you of a sickness or anything I want you to come right behind these people and I want you to lay hands on them and pray with them as the ministers anoint these people with oil come on down right now and be prayed for in the name of Jesus praise God
What you came in here looking for, what you came in here needing, is here. And I encourage you, as this service moves forward, that you don't let it go on without you. But you get a hold of what you need, and you allow God to move through you and in you today. And Father, I thank you for the presence we've already felt. And I pray that you move in us and move through us, and I pray that you bless what's given and you bless the giver. Anoint the preaching in the congregation to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
English as you're seated. It's an extreme joy to bear burdens, to share heartbeats, to share victories, to experience glories together as a church body under the great leadership of Jesus Christ. There is no honor greater than being called the partner or the bride of Jesus Christ. Cannot think of anything that could be a nicer thought than when we depart from this world, we know that a home has been prepared whose foundation and maker is the groom, the Lord himself. In the meantime, consistent efforts on our part keep him consistent in our world. Everything that we do, he does double. It is impossible for us to show mercy to one and two not get mercy. It is phenomenal the operation that he has set in motion. And the pastor, saint, church body, there is no greater, there is no lesser. To be a part of the bride of Christ is a joy. The Bible does say give double honor to the person who bears that burden as a pastor. But that, that comes from the riches of the inheritance that comes from God blessing you as a result of the ministry continuing to exalt his name, his plan, his word, his blood, his future. Those are all categorically phenomenal. So it, it is a thrill. My wife and our children and all of you have borne a burden that is beautiful. Today we have a nice extra bonus. Vondelay is with us. Some of you went to Turkey right then. Vondelay has a girl that's named after her sitting right over on my right. Would you stand up, Vondelay? <laughs> 39 years ago, we left her in Circleville, and her and her family were a rich part. And uh, when I say rich, I mean they were spiritually wealthy. I will never forget Tom Davidson who lost his job, and I didn't know what to do as a young 27-year-old pastor. I didn't know what to do except tell him what Jesus said. Hang on. He kept hanging on. I don't know if he's told you that story or not, but he kept on hanging on, and God gave him a really good job. Out of that, we have so many, many nice memories of that seven-year, a little over seven-year period. 
and then reflecting on them with you in this assembly. It is a true joy. It's not always easy to disperse or disseminate information that uh, that is demands the world is so demanding right now it's hard to bring it into a concise uh, small amount but what we do know is a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump so if you get your share of the word today God will tie to it and give you the rest of it as just as you just let it go through your mind and heart. So I encourage you to just gently worship the Lord subjunctively and let the ministry of the word today hopefully fill your mind and spirit. Hopefully there will be enough truths and statements made that into a fertile mind there will be a rich harvest. We always tend to look for the harvest uh, real quick. But as you know, if you're skinny and you want to gain weight, it takes months to get on up there. And if vice versa happens, <laughs> don't be looking at your neighbor now. This is not a good time to look around. This is the time to bear ye one another's burdens. What a joy it is today, and I, w I would like to mention this as I move into the lesson and hopefully your future. In a sports world, there's a wide range of competition, which we must not allow in salvation issues. This is not a competition of Pentecostals and Catholics and, and Catholics and Baptists and Baptists and Presbyterians and Presbyterians and Lutherans. And this is not a competition. It's finding the leader that came from the only heaven and walked through this world parading the powers of that heaven and left us his mind on paper. Most of you can't put your mind on paper for a week. It changes that quick. But his mind has been on paper for thousands of years. That's why we study intently and preach with all sincerity and press the threshold as ministers of your future. I can't make anyone obey the word of God, but I am obligated to preach the word of God. And he said the word of the Lord is a sharp two-edged sword, cutting away carnality, cutting away undisciplined flesh, cutting away thoughts that cause us to be filled with anything less than the fruit of the Spirit. I encourage us to memorize and to pray over the nine fruit of the Spirit. And then I encourage us to pray over the nine gifts of the Spirit. 
and then do not be afraid to effectively take advantage of those. Those are critical, found in the book of Galatians, and what a rich heritage lies in those few chapters. And uh, so today I'm not going to be teaching on that, but I wanted us to get that in our mind and let the Spirit of the Lord move us. Uh, did did y'all get that weird picture I sent you? See if you can pick out your comrades. I called Sister Lisa the other day at the office, and I said, look, could you just get a few pictures of a few of our couples and, and get them in a ship in a storm? Because I want you to sense that this is sort of where I preach from. Our whole world is in a storm. It's a chaotic time. It is an emotionally disturbing time. There are facts left out and thoughts introduced that are not helping the social system and in many cases the Christian system is crippled. I'm willing only for one thing. I want the healing of the Messiah in every service. Heal our minds. Heal our hearts. And when with we have healed up minds and healed up hearts, nothing is going to be impossible because our minds will embrace the most strong truths and our spirit will look at it and say, just a few days in your history. I wish we could praise him just for that much today, that he alone is able. He alone is God. There is no question about it. Father, we come in this house today to lift up holy hands, to lift up a hungry heart, to lift up an anxious, thrilling appetite before your food line. We are hungry, and you said they that hunger and thirsteth after righteousness shall be filled. And I pray the smorgasbord of our future is in place right now. Praise God. All right, let's see if we pick them out. Who is that people on the left side over there? Does anybody know who those are? Who? On the left side? Oh, this side. I can't make them out. It looks like Jeff and Vicki Jones on the left. Is that Uncle Craig preaching? Is that what you said? Oh, praying over them. No wonder they're so blessed. Oh, is that Cohen down there? And who is this here in the middle? Is that Lynn and Christy? Oh, the Flemings are there. You know, they fed me some of the first food in the house after we moved here years ago. And, and Brother Chad and Brother Brandon were, man, they were knee-high to a grasshopper. Y'all remember any of that? Oh, my goodness. My, I, I got to get off of memory lane. I know that right now. And then who's that in that back one? Who? Sister Michelle and who? Oh, yeah. I guess I'm going to have to start wearing those glasses. 
But what I want you mainly to see is that some of your brothers and sisters that you don't know that are going through a storm, most all of us are going through a storm. Particularly if you have attached and started praying for a sinner, you're part of their world through prayer. You have become a comrade of faith by your faithfulness to pray and intercessory prayer over your neighbors. And we know that most of our neighbors are going through a storm. But I preach to you gladly there's peace in the middle of the storm. Jesus walked on top of the water in a storm. He's still on top of things. He is not beneath. He is above all, through all, and in you all. Ladies and gentlemen, it is high time for us to make the house of God one of the greatest events of every week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday ought to be prayer in the morning and prayer in the evening. At least touch God that much. But just remember this, and I may not even get to the lesson because it's a great one. Gideon wasn't praying to get the position he got. When the Bible says pray without ceasing, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. So the Spirit may call you. That's what pray without ceasing is. Don't ever get your heart so calloused and involved in anything else that you can't hear the voice of the master. I assure you that Gideon was not excited about the call after he got going. Everything's exciting when he gets going. He started one of those churches that blows up in a day. All of a sudden, he's got 32,000 people in his church. And then God commissions him to preach. And 22,000 didn't show up next Sunday. I mean, it's a little disencouraging to have a few of you missing when it's church time. But I can't imagine two-thirds of the church going AWOL. And God gives him his next assignment in a prayer meeting. And it gets worse. 9,700 more quit the church. He's left with 300 people, Brother Will Hoyt. I would discourage even a good musician. Y'all don't know that he plays musical instruments. Someday we're going to tie him up over there at the family center and get him and his wife to dance and whatever they do. <laughs> Which brother or uh, kinfolk was it that, uh, Will Hart, that wrote some of the books or wrote an uh, evangelical thing? Was that your brother? A distant cousin? Oh, okay. And, and so some of you know the Will Hoyt name, and I, I knew that he was sort of tied in there. But anyhow, 
I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that you are far more valuable than you all realize you are. And don't get discouraged when you've had your prayer meeting and things go the wrong way first. And all of a sudden, with only 300 people, he got the job done. I'm telling you, it's not the crowd. It's the God you serve that's going to get us through what's going on. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. That's reason to get your shouting shoes on and get your hands in the air and do your dance before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He alone is able and he alone has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Woo! I feel like getting rid of that storm. Let's move into the other and see what happens. Vondelay, it's not always like this. Sometimes it's worse. <laughs> Can we know that we are saved? Got the wrong keys for the wrong car. The scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. The word shame means naked, incomplete, lacking. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, because the same Lord over all is rich unto all. And unto all that call upon his name are him. For whosoever shall call unto the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, that doesn't mean because you say Jesus, all of a sudden your sins are gone. You have to call on him just like you do the rest of your car. You can't just put the key in the ignition. be sitting in the most beautiful car with the greatest ma uh, massive engine in there with turbochargers and dual exhaust and glass packs and all of the above and, and still once you get the engine started you're not going anywhere till you engage that power then after you engage the power you need somebody to preach and tell you about the destiny or get your Bible open and read the destiny. And the book of Revelation tells you the secret of being saved. The secret to the power of salvation is given in the book of Acts. The authority and the witness of the Messiah is given in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So where you're reading is really important because all of it is combined to work together with the word saved or salvation. So neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. 
Okay, so in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, the Creator, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, Jesus Christ, the new bloodline. He was the second Adam. The first Adam fouled out because he followed his bride who was deceived. The Bible said the man wasn't deceived. The woman was deceived, but the man would rather stick with the woman, and he stuck with the woman and walked out of the garden or out of the powerful authority that belonged. It's not that when the Bible calls the lady the weaker vessel, that doesn't mean she's stupid. So don't treat her like she is. That weaker vessel means she is more sensitive to the cry of the kid. The dad just keeps snoring and the wife finally gets up and goes and gets it a bottle. Yeah, the dad says the baby's crying. And the mother wants to kick him out of the bed and say, go do something. The weaker vessel doesn't mean weak in sense of stupid. The weaker vessel simply means more sensitive to the needs that are going on in the house. And the daddy is sensitive to getting money there to take care of the weaker vessel. So she can satisfy him occasionally. Don't go south on me. Some of y'all looking like you just ate part of a bad biscuit. Come on, folks, this is real life. We don't come here to play games with our future. This is not some little gambling casino where we throw a couple of lucky dice maybe and get a feeling. No, 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 no. We are love with the truth, and the truth is going to give us all we need to come against everything that's facing us, and it's going to raise us up, halabahanda, a glorious church, a real risen Savior is going to have a rising church. So, how beautiful are them that preach the gospel. I, I, I really didn't know y'all were going to be doing anything today. I was aware at one point. I just started to lose my awareness of things when it comes time for Saturday and Sunday to preach on this this time to people that I don't know how to say thank you enough for the 39 years that you have allowed me to help lead us against hell. But I do thank you, and it's an honor. But it is also an obligation, and it takes a lot of time to sort through things. So bring glad tidings of good things is what I want to do. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. I wonder why somebody don't measure churches by that. The gospel is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And all four of them point to the book of Acts. There is the acts of God in flesh in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they caught up with part of that power but they were not born of that power yet you see them 
go to the book of Acts, after that they had been part of the entourage that walked across and did across all the terrain where everything was breaking loose, and then they got the Holy Ghost, including his mother, who was not with a man ever, and yet she is conceived of a baby and birthed a baby that was human. God needed a place to put a human form with his entire power source in it. Thus, the scripture said, in Christ dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. You can't deny that. To deny that is to join those people that don't believe in God. You can have a religious system, but you may, it may not have a God that can get you into the glories of his internal world. I am preaching to you, not Robert Meyer. I'm preaching to you about a Christ that put his brain on paper and has never changed his mind about this whole thing. One of us that could have put our mind on paper years ago when we got married. It's not a good time to be looking at her or him. I don't have counseling sessions on Sunday. Faith cometh by hearing. You want more hearing? Get to that church house and let the preacher preach. Faith cometh by hearing. Do you need more faith to handle what's happening? Let's have more church, not less. The Bible said get together the more as you see that day approaching. And I'm seeing people that are veterans in the thing. They're wanting less church. They don't want to worship as much. And yet they give more to their things in the world than they do of their heart to the church. Ladies and gentlemen, it's no time to play games with this thing called eternity looming right in our face. Say, Pastor, you're going nuts. You ain't seen nothing yet. That's what the book said. He said, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things that God's already got prepared. I'm telling you, there's a day coming that this place is going to be so packed out, we'll have to move over yonder. There's a day coming. I don't know how long it's going to be. I don't know how long till we're going to let the fire just literally grasp our mind, our hands, our heart, our feet, until we set this city ablaze with hunger and desire and a thrill. We can overcome. We can do this thing. All things are possible. Nothing shall be impossible. I'm telling you, it's within the grasp of believers. I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily. Their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the end of the world. And then the Bible said, these signs shall follow them that believe. You want to know what the believer is? God didn't put any quotation marks in the sense that this is greater than that. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. That Word is 
eternal in the heavens. And when you get to the book of Revelation and he opens the books, that's your acts. But when he opens the book, he's going to remind you, you had one of these in your house. You could have had one for the price of a McDonald's meal. All right, let's look at it. Let's look at life. There's some roads in life that are not near as nice as those. I couldn't find any gravel roads that, I mean, that looks a little bit like a gravel road, but I wanted one that really had a lot more sharp edges and a lot more twists and turns. Can you see where some of y'all have been? Just back and forth, up and down. Trade yourself too harshly. That's not what this is about. This is about finding a way where there seems to be no way. That's straight out of the book. Not about do I like what he's saying. It's about, well, doctor, if you have to cut that leg off, cut it off. Oh, really? Yeah, the Bible says that. If your hand offends you or provokes you to less than God, cut it off. That don't mean physically. I've had some of the weirdest ideas about body parts being cut off. Yeah. He said, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. It'd be better for you not to have eyes than you to feast your eyes on undesirable temptations. Watching shows that conceive ill thoughts. Just reading Harley. I hope I lost the part that excludes him. I want him. When the Bible said, Brother Jeff, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, he didn't mean renew it to the day that you excited yourself with some weird thing in the world. He meant renew your mind to its original place, pure, holy, God-fearing, God-loving, available to receive information that's helpful, receive information that will lead and guide you in, into all truth. And all truth, knowing that the truth makes you free and the power of the Holy Ghost gives you realization that that's not good. And when you finally make it where it is good, you have hardened your heart against the work of the Spirit. And I can't preach it any harder, but I can't preach it any more carefully. I am preaching it 
carefully today because you matter to the bloodline that came from heaven and he established a principle and a power greater is he that is for you than he that is against you the Lord God is in the house today and he's trying to get you to pray more and stay in touch until you can know his voice aside from the voice of flesh That crooked road. You are created in the image of success. Brother Jeff, would you stand up? Look over there. Now, stay right there if you will. Uh, Brother Les, would you stand up? Now, the Bible said there's no difference in these guys. That's a male, and that's a male. But see, we look at them so differently. I bet he could really do some stuff. But I bet he could do some stuff. Both of these guys are equal in the eyes of God. Now, he is built to do certain things that equal certain things this gentleman does. But they both matter the same. And then, you can be seated, whether we live or whether we die, we are still his. So I don't want to die outside knowing he is expecting my life to be what it's supposed to be, my life to be what it's supposed to be, and to me to live like it should if it really maintains the integrity of walking with Jesus Christ through this world. So the crooked road, you just hang on to Jesus, and he makes everything okay. The high places, he makes low. That don't happen physically. It happens emotionally. Emotionally and spiritually. You don't worry about it when you got a four-wheeler with a 396 under the hood that you got jacked up framework and you get out on a muddy road. Matter of fact, you look for a trial. When you've got what you need, you look for a problem. I'm telling you, the New York Giants are nothing for a guy that really knows how to play. But you got to practice. You got to train. You got to keep yourself equipped. That's what we do when we worship at the house of God. It's not about being Pentecostal. It's about training our minds, our hearts, our heads. I am in Christ, a new creation. I am in Christ, a resurrection possibility. It's in the house that problems happen. Typically, nobody cusses anybody out here at the church house. 
If you know somebody that's been cussing in the lobby, would you raise your hand and I'm going to let you identify them. So don't tell me you can't quit. we have any liars here look around and see if you see anybody that's a liar because I'm going to send you to them right now because the, all liars are going to hell that's what the book said all liars shall find their place in the lake of fire that's the only hell I need to know about to make me want to go to heaven I'm not interested A. Lie to yourself is to bring deception. Well, that don't matter. I mean, after all, God understands. Understands? No, we're the ones supposed to do the understanding. He created understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you, that this church idea is getting way out of hand. Just because you go to his house and call it his house doesn't mean you have accepted him into your house. He said, if I'm not Lord over all, I'm not Lord at all. I can't take any more days without letting you know without a question you have been called of the Messiah. You have been called from the resurrection. You have been called from the church age. You have been called, follow me and I will make you over again and I will give you peace that passes understanding. I will give you joy, this joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's not a part-time river. It is a full-time power source for leaping and enjoying Jesus that straight and narrow is walking in him he said I will make the high places low the crooked places straight well he doesn't actually physically do it he does it emotionally because when you're in trouble and you know you can negotiate it, you're not in trouble. Your physical anatomy may be, your financial situation may be, but you know that he makes all things possible. And so it begins to work out. So the holy city, the new Jerusalem, all phenomenal. What time do y'all eat? Because I want to give you time to pray over this message for a few minutes. The Bible said Jesus, and that's the little octagonal one. He said, I am the way. And I make the crooked places straight by taking you on the straight and the narrow. You forfeit a lot of problems. The straight and the narrow is the word that guides you, and there's no twist and turns to it, even though many preachers have given it some twist and turns. 
I encourage you to look up the word saved before you buy into just one little area of saved. And you want to ask yourself, what did he die for? If all he died for us to do, why in the world do we have to have so many preachers and settings if all you got to do is say, I confess that Christ is Lord and I'm saved, meaning I am out of sin and I am into his glorious future and nothing formed against me can prosper. That's what saved really means. You're out of your sins, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. That doesn't mean you're not tempted. As long as you live in this flesh, you're going to be tempted by all three of those things. But as long as you know how to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof, you say, get behind me, Satan. I am going to worship the king. I'm going to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. I'm going to praise the name of the Lord. And those demons will have to run out the back door. And guess who's coming in the front? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed the power of God unto salvation. When you've got power, it's no big deal to go up and down the steps of life. It's no big deal to manage yourself around all the crooked things and the obstacles that are going on because the Lord, thy God, in the midst of thee is a light. He is power. He is victory. He is glory. We pray for our church right now. God, give me a burden for my neighbor. Give me wisdom to handle the burden. Let's pray. Come on, folks. When Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. They don't have to come to this church to satisfy the word. They may go somewhere else, but I want them to be born again. I want them to live in Jesus. Let's cry out to God for a couple of minutes, would you? Some of you that know how to travail, would you get a hold of God and the Holy Ghost right now? God, let the passion, let the purpose, let the power get a hold of me until. That's it. Go ahead. Angels are attentive to this. Ministering spirits are going to go home with you through this. That's it. If you, if you can pray in the Holy Ghost, it's okay right now. Oh, God, I'm not willing that any should perish. That spirit lives in me. That spirit that lives in you, if it lives in us, it's, I'm not willing that any should perish. I'm not willing. I'm willing to become a sacrifice. I am willing to do whatever I have to do. I cannot stand to see our city go into demise. And I certainly refuse to sit around and make fun of it and ridicule it and damn it and all the other stuff that's going on. Those are real people out there that are hurting. They're real mothers that don't know what to do. 
their real daddies, their hands are tied because they don't have any knowledge of what really this is all about. All they know is a religion, and you just sign up and hope to God that you go to heaven. I'm here to tell you there is a not a, there is a confidence. The Bible said this is the confidence we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, we know that He heareth us, and if we know that He heareth us, we have the petition we desire of us uh, that we are desiring. I'm not talking about speed doing it. I'm talking about on his clock. He's not in a rush. He's waited 2,000 years. I don't know why we've got to get ourselves in a rush to save everybody tomorrow or be disappointed that they didn't come Sunday. I'm here to tell you however long it took you, you ought to give the rest of them that long. So seed, so seed that works. Remember, you really are in charge. Son, you really are your own boss. Mother and dad can't make you go to heaven. Sir, you really are your own boss. Not even your wife can pray and make you go to heaven. You got to make a decision every morning. I am his. He is mine. I do his will, not mine. And when your will and his will meet together, there's no weapon formed. No weapon formed. I said no weapon formed. Give yourself several days. Give yourself several months. Give yourself several years. But don't quit pressing and knocking on the door. If you can't get the door to open immediately, just keep lingering there. Because in your patience, you possess your soul. I will wait on you. I will knock on this door. I will pray for wisdom. I will pray for knowledge. I will pray for strength. I will pray for glory. I will pray. I will pray. I will pray. I will pray. I will not give up praying because prayer is communication with the authorities that hold the sun in place prayer is a communication with the power that gives you your next breath I'm telling you prayer is a whole lot bigger than just saying God I hope you take care of the world this week I'm going to be busy doing what I like doing I'm here to tell you serve the Lord with gladness and you're going to find a world that's suddenly going to be knocking on your door and saying look do you mind if I go to your church house do you mind if I visit with you and your God do you mind if I shout with you and I tell you yes brother Mike you got any run in you no 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 brother Mike our no don't don't get too fast now I I don't want them to get to thinking they got to go real fast just do, do a little jog a little military jog if somebody wants to join him, it'd be good just to follow one of our new men around. We used to have this all the time. And the walls of Jericho fell when the church got excited about marching around the walls. That's right. It won't be bad for 20 or 30 of you men to get up and lead the parade and say we had a victory march. We had a victory march this Sunday. We didn't just go to the house of God. We had a victory march. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
fill up these aisles. It's all right. We're not pre-programmed. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Somebody can get the Holy Ghost while this is happening. Somebody can get a healing while this is happening. I'm telling you the glory of the Lord is in the house. Woo. I wish some of you women would stand up and thank God for what God's doing. And if you want to join them, go ahead. It's okay. It's high time. It's high time. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't we clap him just sort of a gentle clap and let him know, thank you, Jesus, for showing up this Sunday. Thank you. Thank you for being so available. Hallelujah. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, let me tell you something. All you got to do is repent where you are and put your hands in the air, if you will. You, that's not even essential that you put your hands in the air. It's just a sign of total surrender. That's what lifted hands are. I surrender all, and I surrender it to you. I surrender my passions. I surrender my purpose. I surrender my problems. I surrender my weights. I surrender my worries. I surrender all. But let's praise him with uplifted hands if you can for the freedom in the Holy Ghost we're enjoying now. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. Hallelujah. If you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, our water is warm and ready for anybody that wants to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. See one of the ushers in the back, and they'll get word to the front, and we'll do it in just a few minutes. You may be seated. Let's... Let's go just a little bit further because we're just about at the close of this. I tried to find the prettiest, most unusual city to display what eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard. I'd never seen this city. The New Jerusalem is a new place where populated with royalty. When you get baptized in the name of Jesus, it's a whole lot more than just doing a little baptismal ceremony at a local assembly. When you get baptized by faith in the name of Jesus, you are born of the water. Now, there's a difference between born of the Spirit. The Bible says be born of the water and of the Spirit. Born of the water is when you come out with the angels having recognized and put your name in the Lamb's book of life that said he took his place in the new bloodline. When you get to Revelation and the books are open, you're going to see it. And then a bride without spot or wrinkle or a bride that is loyal to thoughts such as the groom. God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the church. 
And it is imperative that the church realize that she plays the lesser role. But as I told you week before last, God without a church is incomplete. So he has to have you. You men, it's a good time to put your arm around your woman. I mean, lady. She don't have to have you, but she does. And you have to have her if you're going to be productive. kids and that is your future that you're sending into the world the Bible calls it arrows and I see some of you are working on that little quiver the Bible says it blesses the man that has his quiver full that means lots of kids <laughs> I see some of you that decided the reason up This is real life. This is not like playing church. It's like standing in the presence of the Almighty God who created everything, and He's in the house. And He has thousands of eyes that are picturing your heart, your head, and all of that while you're sitting here. Jesus lived the example of the spiritual king that would rule and reign forever. An eternity of wishes, dreaming, thinking of what could have been. That's hell. You've already tasted enough hell, the missed deals, the missed opportunities. Somebody said, what's wrong? I'm just going through hell. What do you mean? I'm tormented because I made some bad choices. I'm tormented because I didn't have enough to make it through the week. I'm tormented because so-and-so did such-and-such. And such. I'm thousands of things, reasons that people are tormented. And Brother Matt, would you stand up and represent our police force? I, I try to watch out better because we got several of these guys in the church now, and I don't want them to have to stop me on the side of the road. So tell them be as lenient as God is with them. He's not really in that out there like he was, but he represents that group. There's several of them. No man hath seen God at any time, but all humans have a soul, thus a forever. I don't have time to go through these scriptures here, John 1 and 18, 1 Timothy 6, 16, 1 John 4 and 12, but I do want you to see this real quickly. In the beginning was the Word. Way before an infant baby was born, the Word was formed in the wisdom of God. God never was without a plan. Long before Jesus got here, he used the law to try to keep the people in line. But the people just kept on. He didn't have to prove that to himself. Don't ever one minute think that he had to prove that to himself. He had to prove to people they could not live without him. They could have all kind of writings. They could have all kind of understandings. And as long as they did what the book said or the law said, they would find victory. 
even if it meant all that marching around the walls of Jericho, even if it meant holding a rod out over Red Sea, who would give anybody credibility for being a smart guy holding a rod out with the thousands of people behind him and saying, this sea's fixing to part? I'd be like, you've got to be kidding. No. When you obey God, you become one with that God, and all he needs is an obedient people. And he'll put you out there as an ensign, the Bible calls it, E-N-S-I-G-N. He'll put that you out there as ensign, and you say, Satan, get out of this house. Well, you can't get him out. But when you say, in the name of Jesus, he can't take the blood. He can't take worship. And so when you begin to praise the name of the Lord, the Bible said he inhabits the praise of his people. That's why you praise him in your car. That's why you praise him in your home. That's why you praise him in a difficult moment because he comes where he's being praised. He's a jealous God. There will be no other God. If you can do it with all other sources, do it. But I'm telling you, there's things in that storm I showed you that you can't conquer on your own. And I'm telling you that the Lord God is able to conquer. He's able to give you peace in the middle of the storm he's able to give you direction in the twisted ways of life he's able he's able he's able he's able he's able let it ring in your mind he's able most of us couldn't do that middle one right young you couldn't last a day if you wrote your name or your ideas on paper your wife being there and having you in jail in a minute Most of us have trouble keeping some of the things we intend to do. So we need a power source to get it done. And we need a way where there seems to be no way. And that's the word. So you obey the word. You get the thrill of obedience, power. And then you get the thrill of the future, the path. Those are phenomenal stuff. We will live forever in our choice. God desires a brighter church for his new and holy city. I had not seen, ear had not heard. I couldn't find an end to it on the other end. I couldn't find a breadth to it. So I used that picture because there's no eye that's of a human origin that could imagine what heaven is going to be like. He said, you have only tasted the earnest of your inheritance when you get victory over this flesh and you get victory over those sinister spirits that hitchhike with you in your car. He sent his only begotten son to create a new and a holy nation. The thing that we have the opportunity by faith to leave hell and only be tormented by it in a minimum factor? Who would not want to speak his language? The Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. And again, I remind you, I'm going to remind you of this until you realize it. I'm telling you, our world never thinks twice about cursing one another out hardly. And they swear and they lie. And I've never seen a kid blessed by a good cussing. And I've never seen a kid hurt by their mother and dad talking in tongues. 
never seen anybody that was not joyful as they entered into that dominion called the kingdom of God. Howbeit in the spirit we speak mysteries, for the spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father, the very source of all life, of victory, of glory, of wisdom, of knowledge, of power, a sound mind, all of those things you begin to integrate with. It's not about becoming Pentecostal where you talk in tongues every now and then and nothing changes. Talking in tongues is going to reproduce new thoughts, new ideas, new demands of spiritual energy. I'm telling you, talking in tongues is not something you just do and go back to all the other mess. I'm telling you, he that speaketh and an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, the source of all life. So that's why I tell you when you have spoken in tongues and you've prayed in your prayer language and the Holy Ghost, be sure and watch the next few days those new thoughts that start coming or at least disciplined thoughts that would possibly lead you to, if a man sin, confess it. If a lady sin, confess it. That's when you go to your mate and you get the air clear. Because God and I both forgave you the minute you did it. And you're all clear. But you did right. And the same goes for the lady. This is not about going to a church house. It's about going to a church house to learn his way, his will, and endorse his power. He has called you, and you will remember, I did it by choice. And because of that choice, you will rejoice. Luke 16 is the information concerning those without Christ. You don't have to be deceived. You don't have to wonder what it will be like if you don't live for God. Just read Luke 16. God goes on. I want to tell you this and real quickly. Cast your nets on the other side. Must have to do with thoughts that are not coming that should be. When the fishermen were fishing and they caught no fish, when nothing was happening to the production of their future, they depended on the fish. They depended on catching fish for their family. They needed the money. They needed it. And Jesus saw the storm. He saw the situation. And he said, uh, you know, you're not getting joy, righteousness, and peace out of your life now. Why don't you come over to my side? Just obedience. And does anybody know what happened? Cast your nets that way. They, they, they got a good imagination. They imagine I'm about to quit. Some of you got it pasted so stout right now. Is this really happening? No, it's about to happen. Cast your net on the other side. And all of a sudden, they could hardly pull it in. It was joy unspeakable and full of glory when you change the way that you're getting your food. When you change the way that you're getting your spiritual nourishment. 
if you're casting on the side where there's just more flesh and more things of the flesh, you're probably not going to get all the joy and the needy things for your family. But if you'll cast it on the other side, where Jesus rose from the dead, where Jesus gave gifts to men, where Jesus gives wisdom to the pitiful, where Jesus gives glory to the pathetic, where Jesus is, I'm telling you, they brought nets in. When Jesus spoke and they honored the word of Jesus, they found what they were looking for. If you're looking for something, I'm telling you, Jesus is still the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. He is the truth, the light, the way. I am preaching to somebody as we stand. You didn't just carelessly show up at this service. You can take advantage of it, or you'll meet it again somewhere down the road. Because his word, his love never stops and if perhaps you decide not to take advantage of it today maybe you'll be praying one day a month from now or maybe a day from now and there'll be that one thing that hook that statement or that question that was put in the water today and if you'll just grab that one the same string is attached to the same Savior. The fish from down that end and the fish on that end found their way in the net and they became profitable to the church. It's big stuff, way bigger than me. I wish we'd pray for our city again. I wish you'd pray for your brothers and sisters again. Not just some casual routine prayer. Dig it up. God, I've got brothers and sisters in this church. They're going through hell. I'm thinking of one man that lived in this church for so long. And he's going through hell. He needs a place that he can go and get healing. I want us to be known for healing the afflicted. If you don't have the Holy Ghost or you let yourself get cold, I can tell you the next 10 minutes could be the best of your life. Just slip down to the front and let Pastor pray with you or let one of these elders pray with you. Get rid of your clock if you have to get one rid of one or the other, but don't get rid of the conviction don't get rid of God calling you and saying later that's not a good way to treat Jesus he's been waiting days to get to you he's heard your cry way out under a month ago he heard you when you didn't even create the words he heard the groan down deep in you and he said, if you will call on me in the day of trouble, I will hear you and I will come to you. I am more than just a savior. I am a comforter. I am your wisdom. I am your joy. I am your peace. And I am your future. Let's praise him today with a 
great praise. Not a half-hearted praise. He, he don't like half-hearted praise. Praise him with all of your heart. Thank you, Jesus. You say, I, that's it. Praise the name of the Lord. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph or victory. If you need to go, please feel free to go. But if you feel like you'd like to stay a little while, this auditorium will be open. Do what you do at a ball game. You don't leave till it's over. Till the scoreboard says it all. Tell the scoreboard shows you in favor. Keep fighting. Keep praying. Keep magnifying It could well be that somebody is travailing right now for a year away from now when a child or a backslider comes home. Sow seed, sow seed, sow seed. Let's travail over some backsliders for a minute. Let's travail over some used-to-be's. They're just as important in the storm as the rest of us to the blood of Jesus. To the rapture of the church. No big eyes or little ewes. But we do the will of the Father when we pray. For some have gotten cold. 
We don't despise them. We remember our days of weakness. How wonderful it was to know that somebody kept the coals on the altar. Hallelujah. Pray a fire, revival of fire, a revival of fire in my heart, in our house, in our city. Please, if you need to go, please feel free. It's not about trying to hold a bunch of people here. I'm just pleading on the behalf of our city. Churches that need revival. Mothers, dads. Men and women that need to be baptized into the body of Christ. 